Hey everybody, this is Eric from the Fat Packs. And this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, and King Carl Sports Art. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Mr. Eric Norton, and riding along with me today is my good friend, Mr. Ken Kinsley. What's up, Ken? Not much. Uh, yeah, it's uh, good to be here again. Yeah. And uh, we made it to uh, we made it to a second month. The second month of uh, our we still don't have a name for it. The, did you our, get any? Did you get any response to that? None at all. Come on, people. None y'all y'all are slacking. So for for the today, we're gonna call it inserted, just because that's what I want to call it, and that's what we're gonna go with today. That's- Exactly. That's what All she right, said. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> want to say thank you to our great sponsors, Ken Carl over at Ken Carl Sports Art, Kyle over at Badger Breaks, and new this month and for the next few months, Mr. Dane over at Dynasty Breaks up in Wichita Falls, y'all. You ever been to Wichita Falls there, Ken? I have not. I'd like to get there because it's the hometown of Lloyd Ruby. But Who's Lloyd Ruby? He was a shocker. He was an IndyCar driver. Okay. All right. I, I got to stump me there. The greatest that never won the race. Okay. Although some people would argue it was Michael Andretti, but if it's not Michael Andretti, it's Lloyd Ruby. It's Lloyd Ruby. All right, we've got a great show lined up for you today as we're going to talk about this Gary V reaction. There's, there, I, mean, I think everybody else has reacted to it already, and with me taking a couple weeks off, not by design, but I had to take some time uh, as I got really busy, didn't get to react to it. Uh, so we're going to talk about Gary V and coming into or. I guess reannouncing the sports collecting world to to the world, really. Uh, then we have a local show coming up that I know that you're interested in, and then we're on the other side of that. We're going to come back and do our our insert segment and talk about ninety three ninety four Pinnacle Mask. You got some good information for us, don't you? I love those masks. Those, those, those mask great. cards are awesome, man. I wish they'd make a comeback, but I, they won't. Nah, man. You know. I think if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Brian Gray and Leaf over there. And they could do. I think they could do an all goalie set or all goalie mask set, and it would be pretty sweet. They could, but I had a reply from uh, one of the companies one time about why we don't see those anymore. So I can share that later on. Okay, that sounds good. And speaking of of of, of mask, there's a company up in Toronto, which I'm heading up to Toronto next week. Very excited about it. That they do custom masks, and they're beautiful. We'll bring them up a little later uh, when we're talking about the mask, and uh, I'll show you some pictures. Do they make them big enough to fit my big head? They do actually. They're, oh. they're 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 they have like quintuple large, octa octa large. Yeah, okay. yeah. Awesome. They got all that good stuff. Uh, Snoop Dogg is a client of theirs, so if that helps you at all, they're diamond studded and really cool. So. I yeah, I don't see myself doing the diamonds, <laughs> but hey, you never know. Sometimes I even surprise myself. That's right. Uh, we do need to take uh, just a brief moment. I don't want to say a brief moment, but I want to say and send my condolences to uh, the the Payne family, to Stuart Stu's wife uh, Autumn, and the rest of his family, and uh, my friend Drew, who co-hosted. Uh, let me get that photograph with with uh, Stu. Man, twenty six years old is way too young to be leaving this earth. And uh, if you ever got the chance to meet Stu, you would know that he was he was just a very bright light. And I'm very happy to be able to say I got to see that light shine for a little bit. He was a great guy. Uh, he loved God. He loved he was passionate about the Panthers. We'll forgive him for that. But he was just a really good guy. I know that you never met him, Ken, but you did listen to the podcast. Uh, so you have any thoughts? I mean, if you don't, it's fine. I mean, yeah, not enough. I mean, obviously, you know, just from listening to a podcast and listening to the round table at the national, sure. you know, you don't take a lot away personally, but you know, it is, it's, it's terrible that it takes these things for us to remember that, you know what, you need to tell the people you love that you love them. Sure. You need, uh, you need to hug them. You need to take that last trip to say goodbye to your grandpa, right. you know, whatever it is. Right. Exactly. And then the, which leads into my my grandmother passed away, which was why why I did take a week or so off from the from the show. And you just mentioned it. You know, you got to go see your grandparents for for the last time. I didn't do that with my grandfather, but I did get over to see my grandmother about about a week before she passed, and I was very happy that I went and did that. You know, so uh, not to bring the show to a grinding halt, but again, like like Ken said, tell the people in your life that you love that you love. Tell them you love them. 
because you don't know when the next time you're going to be able to do that is. And I mean, yeah, it's a this is a car, this is a show about cards and collectibles, yeah. but man, that's that's not what matters in yeah. life. It, it's about the people, your family, yeah. those you love. It's, Absolutely, that's what it's about. So, with that being said, uh, I I put my creative head together with Ken Carl of Ken Carl Sports Art and Matty Yerks, uh, Matty Yerks of One Star Gum, and we created a card, an in an in memory card uh, for for Stu. The original artwork is going to go to Autumn, his wife, which is, I think that's exactly where it should be. And then Stu, uh, no, I'm sorry, Drew is going to be, he, we printed off 100 of these cards. The first 59 are numbered to 259 because his favorite pay- player was Luke Keekley. So we, we got that done. And then the rest of them are, are there's some color variations. Uh, if you would like one of those, I'm sure uh, Drew would have, will have the details and you can listen to his show and uh, figure out how to get one of those if he's not putting it out on social media. So, um, all right, let's 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 do this. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's talk about Gary V. Sound good? I'm just along for the ride, <laughs> Just along friend. for the ride. All right, you guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Joan Garcia, Toy Super Collector, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, thanks for hanging out after that quick break. I just realized that I did not do new products and pricing in the first segment. I looked down, and the segment was five and a half minutes long. I'm like, w- w- why is it so short? <laughs> so then I realized uh, it, I did not do new products and new pricing. So let me get that to you uh, right quick. It's it's pretty simple. Um, simple in that it's, it's easy to do. Not so simple in that it's a big week for new releases. National Treasures Basketball is out this week. That is... I I was on a I was on a show earlier today. I guarantee you that's going to produce the first five figure Luka Doncic rookie card. Uh, it's it's going to be amazing. Tops Chrome. Oh gosh, I can't even say that word. Bundesliga soccer. We'll call it Tops Chrome soccer. <laughs> uh, gosh, that's a word that I've never even seen before. Um, and let me see, uh, Leaf Metal Perfect Game. That is a that's a fun product, but I know that my my pricing, my manager hates it because he's it's got a bunch of guy, high school kids that he's never that are not in the system, so he's got to put them all in. Uh, Twenty nineteen contenders draft picks that is out uh, with the draft being uh, today. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it's going to be uh, very relative. And then two thousand nineteen historic autographs Hall of Fame inductees is all out this week. Any of that interests you at all, Ken? Wild Bill Greer, where is he going to get drafted to? Oh, man, that West Virginia. David Long, David Sills. Probably got th- we got probably got three first couple rounders. You think so? Yeah, probably. Okay, all right. Because we know quarterbacks get drafted high. And then uh, new pricing-wise, uh, Stars and Stripes Baseball is uh, priced for you. Uh, Tops MLS Soccer is priced for you. And Gypsy Queen is priced for you. Also, uh, AHL Hockey is uh, priced for you. So, that is all done. Tops MLS. I saw it. Well, I called Major League Soccer. I think so. That's what I said. Tops MLS. Soccer. I don't know, but it was easier for you to say than the other soccer one. Yes, it's definitely easier to say. I saw Tops Finest Soccer, and I liked it. What was it for, though? Was it MLS? Was it the Euro League? It was Euro League. Hmm. I liked it. I pulled a, I pulled a Lionel Messi, one of 50 great uh, finest moments i was like i was really stoked i mean i don't know anything about soccer but i know that name sure you know i know you know of those top ones and sure i gotta assume that all of those european league tops cards probably sell a little more than the mls i would because of oh, names definitely, and following definitely. yeah definitely definitely and, and again i want to mention here our new our new breaker our new breaker sponsor uh dynasty breaks uh they have a lot of flawless uh up for you this week, NT Baseball Mixer on Sunday. And uh, let's see, what else they got? Man, they got a full schedule over at DynastyBreaks.com, so go check them out there. You can see what they're breaking this week. And then, of course, Kyle over at Badger Breaks has a full tilt as well. Don't forget those guys. All right, um, so something happened last week in the card collecting world that I don't think really any of us were, were prepared for because of who it came from. But... We shouldn't be all that surprised either. Uh, Gary V went on the Rich Eisen pod, uh, yeah, the Rich Eisen podcast. If you can hear my son screaming in the background, I'm very sorry. Uh, he went on the Rich Eisen podcast and basically announced to the world, because when Gary V speaks, the world listens, right? <laughs> announced to the world that his next big investment is sports cards, and it 
should be your next big investment too. Uh, I saw him at the National last year. He was in Cleveland. He wasn't there set up at a booth, but he was there as a customer walking around buying stuff. And the crowd around him, it was it was always always thick. You got to like, had to push through there to get. But he was there just as a collector buying stuff. This year at the National, he's going to be there set up in a booth, which is a very interesting dynamic that I'm I'm going to be interested to see how uh, they play towards him. But it's I think it's going to I think it'll be bigger bigger than what I hope it is. But I think what that'll do too, when you think about it, is that's going to bring out people that wouldn't otherwise come to the National, yeah. that are at least local, you know, local right. to, to where the National is, and you know. Let's just be honest. I listen to Gary V. I don't listen to like every daily thing. I don't listen to all of it. Sure. But you know what? He, you know, he's on multiple, you know, what do I want to say? Formats. Yeah, you know, the YouTube yeah. plat- platforms. That's mm-hmm. the per- that's the word I was looking for. So, I mean, I in a way, let's just be honest. He's using this as a way to. Of course. To, you know, it's not just about the cards. So, initial, my initial thoughts is because we talked about it in the office. I think this is actually going to hurt the hobby up front. Because just like you mentioned, it's going to bring those people out who don't typically come to that kind of stuff in Chicago. It's going to bring them out of the woodwork because they want to see Gary V. And he started selling cards last year on like Shopify, if that makes sense. Like he had his own his own little setup, and he was selling like lots of hundreds of mid nineties junk, and people were buying it just because it was Gary V. selling it. Um, I know I know people in the industry and in the hobby who have sold to him on on eBay, and you know he 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 does buy a lot of stuff. He's a big Jets fan, so he, he wants to own the he Jets. wants to own the Jets. That's right. But so he's gonna he's gonna pump this blood into the hobby that's not there right now. But I think initially it's not going to be the greatest thing because people are going to be coming out of the woodwork who don't necessarily know anything about it, and they're going to be trying to get a hundred dollars for their you know, 1994 Dan Marino insert. Yeah. You know, there may be some fluff. I mean, I think that the, you know, I've seen it, you know, Twitter, other podcasts, you know, you hear people talking and some people think it's the greatest thing ever. Some people are on the negative side and I'm kind of in the middle. I think the biggest negative that concerns me is, uh, potentially driving up secondary box prices. Okay. Um, gotcha. because you know if these people come in now the thing i do like is is you know you follow me on twitter you see that i talk about i don't really open packs and boxes anymore sure. unless it's just purely for fun right or i want to put the set together but i use hashtag card lottery all the time okay. because that's what it is and that's what a lot of people are doing and he did admit it he said you know that it's like a lot or he said gambling but right. again same thing same premise and, but I do think that, you know, some of these people may come in and, you know, some of these box prices may go up, but also for, I think the average collector, they're not going to be buying series one, right? They're right. going to be buying national treasures and, you know, these high end things that I don't even know what the heck they are. Cause they're sure. so far out of my league. Sure. One thing he did say on the, on the podcast, which, uh, I, any, any knowledgeable person knows is wrong. He said that. Twenty, thirty thousand dollars Zion Williams cards are going to be coming out of six, seven dollar packs. That's not happening. Let's let's get that real straight, and real clear, real, real fast. I think you underdid. I think he said six figure. No, okay, but yeah, but yeah, not out of a six dollar pack. Oh no, I know, no, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, saying to make it even more yeah. wild. What he said, I'm pretty sure he said like six figure cards coming out of six dollar packs. Mean, I mean, I guess in theory it could happen if you pulled a perfect. Zion Williamson that was graded a pristine 10 and it was, you know, numbered to the date of his birth and the time that he came out. You know, I don't, I don't know. And his mom has already gotten his exactly. signing bonus and wants to buy yeah. it. So, I mean, in theory, I guess, but you, we all know that's not, that's not happening. He overstated, he overstated a bit of what the possibility is, I think. However, where he is right is there, there's going to be this influx into collecting now and we're going to see an uptick in the market. I'm a little worried about that. Like you were saying with box prices going up and everything, but we, we are in this bull market right now and it kind of feels like we might be on a bubble 
and I don't want to see that bubble burst. And it's just funny that you use terms like bull market because, again, that is a stock term. And, right. You know, and people are talking, you know, even people are talking about, oh, these are like stocks. And, you know, you hear the term sure. day trading with cars, and it's just, it is interesting that you happen to use that particular term. And I agree, it seems like the hobby's really good now, but who knows. But I also noticed something that Gary Vee said that I had heard other people say, and I actually kind of agree with. It's that every 30 years popularity right, right. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he kind of mentioned that. And we're kind of in it, but I'm almost, like you said, kind of wondering if we're on maybe that tail end of it uh, because, you know, the guys our age that collected Mm -hmm. as kids, we've gotten back into the hobby. I never left. Sure. I don't know. I don't really. I mean, you were in and out. But, you know, some of those those people that have come back to the hobby are my age. Sure. But I don't know if that next group, because I'm just out of the millennial group, Mm -hmm. I don't know that those millennials collected cards like we did. So is there another, you know, is there enough to sustain and or is there even a chance for that 30 years down the road to... I don't know that that millennial group is there. I think that my kids, like, so my kids are nine and two. I think you know, my son is now showing an interest. So it's going to skip that millennial group and then whatever is, whatever they're called now, generation, I need everything. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, whatever, I think that group will, will come back around to it. When, as soon as you said that, my first thought was troll dolls. Troll Dolls and G.I. Joe. Because that's absolutely right. Treasure trolls. I mean, those things came back those things came back around. They were the most popular thing on earth. You came over earlier. My son was watching King of the Hill. Not three episodes before the episode that was on, he had a troll doll in church. And it, it was just that perfect timing, right? Back when back when trolls were little figurines and not people online. And people online, exactly. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Every thirty years, there's this thirty year cycle, and he he uh, was right about that. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He's also uh, if if you watch his his uh, his shows, as many that he's on, he's a big proponent of the side hustle. And I know that that's something that you've got into recently, the side hustle. Uh, selling on on ebay and when we say selling on ebay we all think cards because that's what we're trained to think but it's more than that man you're selling blue jeans or or apparel yeah so i will say that you know i never really shopped at thrift stores or anything like that and then about two three years ago my wife was kind of like she's always kind of been that with clothes like Mm -hmm. she doesn't go out and typically spend a lot on clothes now she did when she got her new job etc you know those kind of things but on the casual stuff she doesn't tend to like to spend a lot of money. So right. we started going to him a little bit more and it got to where I haven't bought a pair of jeans that wasn't from a thrift store in about three or four years. Okay. And I'm paying two bucks, five bucks for a pair of Levi's. Sure. Or whatever the case may be. So I actually went over, it was probably would have been about five weeks ago, was in the was in there. And it just kind of came to me out of nowhere. I was in there because I was looking for myself. I just needed, I just wanted to get another pair of jeans or two. Mm -hmm. And I keep going through. And at this particular one, there's like Levi's that they're selling for a dollar and 91 cents. You can't tell me that I can't sell that and make a profit on eBay. And it literally right then and there, uh, it was just like, you know, that little light bulb in the cartoon went Mm -hmm. on. So I spent some money that day i bought some boots that i got for like seven bucks and these were name brand you know and as i refer to them boots as people outside of texas refer to them cowboy boots sure but name brands and uh you know like i said bought levi's and name brand stuff and the next day there was a card show up uh where is it uh rich klein's show yeah and i went and spent a little time there and then i went to a thrift store right by there that is what they call an outlet store mm-hmm. so everything in there that day it changes on day of the week everything in there that day was a dollar fifty so i bought holy smokes like 80 pair of jeans for a buck fifty wow and you know like you said selling those on ebay and it's not you know it's not I'm not making $50, $60 every time, mm-hmm. but what I am making is almost pure profit because I'm paying so little sure. and I'm not worried about what I have into it. How many sure. people in their cards, when they're trying to sell them, will think about, about what, what, they've, they got, what they've got into it. Yeah. Well, that's great and all. So for me, the side hustle is doing something that is not my hobby. Sure. Now, there are other people that want to do that. Nothing wrong with it. You're selling stuff that... You've had in boxes for five years and you don't want it. You're going to put it on eBay. 
go for it. Um, you know, whatever you want to do, but you know, yeah, for me, it's a side hustle and something that potentially, you know, down the road, I'd like to actually work for myself and, you know, do a little mm-hmm. bit of this and a little bit of that. Sure. And, you know, you know where I took some of this from was Gary V right. and also calling over at Sports Card Radio because right. um, he's a big proponent of trying to get people to think outside the box right. and do things. So, um, you know, maybe down the road, that's what I do. But uh, if you listen to both those guys, I'm sorry to cut you off. They'll no. tell you that you can make fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year doing that, but you got to put the time in. Mm-hmm. So, and it's uh, it's like Gary V says, and a lot of these things, you know. And I'm not a worshiper. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but I also agree with a lot of what he says. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, you can do these things and work for yourself, but it's like people are so worried about what everybody else thinks that you sure. got to have that normal job. And right. you know what? That I actually enjoy doing this, other than the actual eBay listing, which takes forever. Yeah, eBay. They're the way they change things up. It's it, it takes a while to list. I don't but, you know, like kind of going back to where you started, you know, it seems like at least on Twitter, because that's where, mm-hmm. you know, I do spend most of my hobby time. You know, there are people that are, you know, kind of picking up on this. Sure. Um, you know, some people that are well known in the community mm-hmm. on Twitter. I had somebody reply to me today because I had posted an update last night of how I've been doing, which, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but I mean, it's I'm very happy. Sure. Would I like to sell more units? Yeah, but it's going to take time. I've only got 70 items up on eBay. Right. You've got to be patient. Yes, you have to be patient, and that's the thing. And then eventually once, you know, it's like a tidal wave. Once it hits, it's going to sure. it's gonna be rocking and rolling. But, yeah, it's good to see that some people are doing that. I know some people are looking at it as a way to let's sell some of these things I don't need, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm going to go to the National in a couple of years. Right. Um, you know, another thing that I just want to throw out there is I suggested it to somebody that's in the hobby that I know – is having some financial difficulty. And I said, well, hey, why don't you go use your free listings and sell stuff from around your house? Well, I've got cards up there. Yeah. But those cards sit there. Sure. Or you're making six bucks on a card. Mm-hmm. Why not sell stuff from around your house that you don't want, you don't need, mm-hmm. and just make a little extra cash and you still got your cards. Right, exactly. You can figure it out later. I oh. was just telling you that like, I... I've listed a bunch of stuff, and I get, it's auction, 99-cent auctions that are just sitting there that nothing's moving, you know, and that's kind of frustrating. Another big proponent that he is, uh, that you hear Gary Vee talk about, and I'll give credit here to Brian Rideout as well over at New Hot Cards, garage selling, which I know that you do, mm-hmm. and mug life, coffee mugs, man. There's like this secondary market for coffee mugs that's insane that I didn't even know about, and... Like right now, I can go to, I can take you to my kitchen and show you this St- Fort Worth Starbucks mug that sells for about fifty-five, I mean, fifty-five to eighty bucks on eBay. And my wife won't let me sell it. I'm kind of frustrated about that. But like, no, I'm just kidding. I love you, honey. So like, but coffee mugs are a big thing, especially those Starbucks destination mugs. But you go find that at Goodwill, and exactly. it's going to be ninety-nine cents. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm getting at. You can make fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen dollars. If not more, I saw two mugs from Thailand, Starbucks Thailand, sell for $458. That's insane. Yeah, I had no idea. I know that he does the mugs, and he has much more, uh, you know, more knowledgeable. I'm working on other things, and someday, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. get into that. Sure. I just don't know what those things are right now. But, yeah, that's, you know, you know, I want to stress, get out there, do something extra, you know. And, And here's the thing. You don't have to sell jeans like I'm selling. Sure. You don't have to sell mugs. Work with what you know. Right. And exactly. jeans are an easy learning curve. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody kind of knows jeans a little bit. Sure. Most everybody wears them. But, you know, whatever that thing is that you do in life or you buy stuff and even if you don't sell on eBay, maybe you're good at refer you maybe you're good with wood and can refurbish furniture. Go buy it at Goodwill or a garage sale, and then put it on Beckett. Not Beckett Marketplace. <laughs> yes, put Facebook, it directly on Facebook Marketplace. Um, there's another option of where to sell it, or you know these let go apps and mm-hmm. uh, offer up. You know, there's you know there, you don't have to sell everything on eBay, but maybe that's what you're good at, and that's something else that you do in your life as sure. another hobby. Right. There you go. Exactly. Uh, we we said earlier how it's going to spark this interest into the hobby, which is a good thing. In the long run, it's going to be a good thing, and. There's a local show coming up this week that I know that you're interested in going to. I'm, I definitely want to get out there. It's Kyle Robinson's show, uh, the DFW Card Show, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But I think what 
Gary V's influence is gonna. It's, I think it's actually going to spark more local shows. I think it's going to spark, you know, more interest in what's out there in your local community uh, card shows, and, and people are going to flock, start flocking to them as they look for stuff to sell themselves. Well, I think that's a good thing. Well, I think it's a good thing, and I hope you're right. And maybe that's a culmination of some other things because I really have to wonder if local card shows may start to pick up a little bit again mm-hmm. as USPS keeps rising their fees mm-hmm. to ship. Right. It's not worth buying a card for under ten bucks anymore when you yeah. got to pay four dollars to ship the darn thing. They're gonna they're gonna price themselves out of a lot of this, and I and I personally wonder if you know there's going to be a resurgence in card shows. There were there mm-hmm. have been a lot of card shows here since I've been here. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them have kind of closed up shop because they just weren't as big. Sure, but we still have a big monthly card show here, and. Really, even for our area, that's really all you need. I would love if there was one on this side of town. Agreed, agreed. I, I mean, not that I don't like driving because I it's fun, but like driving to Frisco, and I know that people listening don't understand where Fort Worth is and where Frisco is. Uh, it's it's a haul. It's a it's a haul, man. And I don't get over there unless you know somebody wants to go to IKEA. Or something like that. So Frisco, I mean, again, we've got, you know, and if you haven't looked at a map, you got Dallas, you got Fort Worth, mm-hmm. and in between them you have Arlington, Arlington, which is where I live. And yeah, it takes me an hour to yeah. get up there. Yeah. And that's an hour one way, so that's two hours. Yeah. In addition to the time I spend at the show, so on and so forth. But I also don't go every month. Sure. I'm not a regular. I go probably, you know, six times a year. This one is is I think this is a can't miss though, because it's 250 tables, I believe. Um, if 200, 250 tables. I think it's two, yeah, I think it's advertised as 200, okay. but who knows how many will actually. Exactly. Uh, he's got a great autograph list, list signed up, lined up for every day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Saturday, if you're a Cowboys fan, and, and I mean, I, if you're coming, I know that there are people coming in from out of town for this show. If you're a Cowboys fan at, of at all of this in the 70s, that's the day you want to be there because it's basically a who's outside of Roger Stallback. It's like a who's who played for the Cowboys in the seventies, which is really cool. So, um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting over there. I'm going to try to get over there on Saturday. Um, because there's, there's stuff that I want to find now too, you know, now, now that i have a little bit of an interest in, in collecting again. And so. having 200 tables, we're going to see dealers we've never seen exactly. before because, I don't, I you know, I don't know the specifics, but this is bigger than anything we've had here since I've been here in the last sure. five years, and I have to honestly believe it's probably as big as anything that's been here since the national in like what ninety two. Yeah, was it? Eight? Yeah, I think it was. It was a, I think there was one in the early to mid. I think there was a couple in the early to mid nineties. Okay, but yeah, so you're talking potentially twenty five years, sure. twenty years, sure. You know, the biggest show in our area, right. and going to have sellers that you don't normally have, or in my case. Roger comes down from Norman, Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. I don't get to see him too often. And he's who I've probably bought more T206 cards off than anyone else. Sure. So excited to see him. And it's been a while, so he may have some new stuff for me. Oh, there you go. Hey, speaking of uh, not seeing in a while, you know, oh, gosh, now it's going to slip my mind. What was that card shop over in Arlington? Dwayne's. Dwayne's. You know that reopened? You know, it's funny. uh Stefan had told me that that might reopen, and then I yeah. asked him later on if it had. I had no idea, so yeah, good info. I'm thinking it was one of the other gentlemen that was set up okay. in there because that's what I'd heard. He was going to try to open. You you were in there, so it was the gentleman sure. that was along the back wall right. with a lot of the autographs and stuff. Yeah. So that's good for me because you know that's real. That's a lot closer for me for supplies than right. going up to uh, Grapevine. Although there is the new there is the the half shop in North Richland Hills that I kind of go to is what's that called? The all American sports. Uh, it's well, it's man-made. Yeah. It's man-made construction is his construction business. And uh-huh. then he has, yeah, I can't remember what it is inside there. Yeah. It's not a, not, you know, it's not a full card shop, but sure. it's for me, I, it's a 10 minute drive on lunch. So I go. run down there and go through the quarter boxes a couple, couple times. A I gotta month. get down there, man. I gotta get down there. Uh, if you're in a quarter box and you see some Mike Trout, you need to go ahead and pull that Mike Trout, man. There is not a hotter player in the hobby right now than Mike Trout. Even base cards? Even base cards. It is crazy. And, it, it, like, if you get them graded, I know that you don't grade a lot, but just insane. I don't know that I should probably grade that 2017 Donner's base card. Yeah, so. probably not. But, I mean, 
That just might there's nothing hotter in in baseball right now or in the hobby right now than Mike Trout and then hockey wise it's Bennington Jordan Bennington from from St Louis is that who, the goalie is that yeah the goalie? yeah his rookie card was in fourteen fifteen his young guns apparently I'll be see, we'll be seeing him here in the yes. next uh, couple of actually tomorrow night I think starts yeah so uh, those are those are two hot cards or two hot players right now uh, of course as hockey goes um, get kicked out of the playoffs your your, your cards are gonna yeah. dive so. so. But so I, those, I would I might not recommend buying right now if you yeah. got it. But if you sell it, there's your little side hustle. Exactly. You probably don't even know, and it's in some box in the bottom of your closet. Exactly. All right, that's going to be a perfect segue to our next segment. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back with 1993-94 Pinnacle Mask as we talk about goalies and these cards. They were Duflex. Is that what it's called? Duflex. Duflex. All right, hang tight, and we'll be right back. This is Anthea Dick, a.k.a. Queen of Abs, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, segment three, final segment of the week. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Ken Carl, Dynasty Breaks, and Badger Breaks. Thank you all very much. Let's let's talk. We ended the last segment talking goalies and hockey, and we're going to transition right into that with 1993-94 Pinnacle Mask uh, in a segment I'm calling Inserted until somebody else comes up with a better name. Ken Kinsley, you have a lot of information in front of you. What do you got, man? I like Inserted. <laughs> you like Inserted? I like Inserted. All right, yeah. Inserted is now the name. And I want to thank the people that voted for this. Yes. For giving me some hockey because, let's be honest, I wasn't uh, I wasn't as big on the last one. But kind of changed it up a little bit because it's a different – it's an insert set. Yeah. But it's different. Sure. You know, we were talking last time, we were talking about the Jambalaya cards, and these are hundreds, thousands of dollar cards. Right. Now what we're talking about is something that every collector can have can if they have. want. Exactly. Um, they're just cool cards, and maybe you don't appreciate them if you're not hockey, but if you even have an appreciation for art, you know you probably right. will like them. And you know, I still think most collectors can actually appreciate the art on the mask. So what they are is they were an, it's a ten card insert set from 1993-94 Pinnacle, mm-hmm. and they are the Dufex technology, Dufex? which is kind of what they were, like the museum cl- collection. Sure. You know, I figure most of you will know what we're talking about, but it really makes these things pop with the black background and then the colors right. on the mask. Right. So the first thing I noticed, what was the first thing you noticed when you went and looked up in your Beckett OPG <laughs> what did what did you notice first? Did you notice the same thing I did? Uh, yeah, I, I think that we were both on the same point here. Uh, the checklist is not exactly a who's who in in goalies. I mean, I guess maybe at the time, but as history bore out, it's not really. I think you're being generous, saying <laughs> not exactly. It, it, it's not. We got we've got one Hall of Famer, I mm-hmm. believe. I believe Grant Fuhrer is a Hall of Famer now in the last yes, handful yeah. of years. Um. You know, and the pricing, you know, looking at the Beckett pricing, you have them listed every card listed at 410. Mm-hmm. And that's probably about right because there's not a whole lot of, you know, Grant Fuhrer, okay, maybe you could say 515 or 650, you know, but but all of these guys are kind of in that same realm. There's no superstars. Um, so, real quick over the list, we got number one, Grant Fuhrer, uh, number two, Mike Vernon. Number three, Rob Stauber. Stauber. Yeah, I mean, really. How many of you out there? I mean, I know who he played for <laughs> because I was following hockey at the time. Um, number four, Dominic Roussel. To be honest, I forgot that there was a Roussel before Antoine. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, Pat Jablonski. For Tampa Bay. Uh, number six, Stefan Fisset. Fisset. No, I, I love this one because it's a Nordiques. It, well, yeah, it is. And then, of course, you know, going to Colorado. I don't remember when they moved. Put them um, in the next season, right? I mean, yeah. I know the image. Yeah, the image is Nordiques, and I'll follow up on that shortly. Number seven is Wendell Young. I mean, I remember the name, but man, mm-hmm. this was not. These guys were not. Number eight, Ron Hextall. Obviously, if you, a lot of people will know Ron Hextall. Interesting. I mean, obviously, it's because of where he played at, but interesting on the Islanders here. Everybody remembers Hextall as a flyer. I remember Hextall as a flyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's funny, you know, kind of talking about teams, and we were talking when I was talking about the Stefan Fassé. That's mm-hmm. how I'm going to go with it for now. Number nine is John Van Beesbrook. Yeah, but it's his. Uh, it's the Rangers mask, 
but he's listed to the team as the Panthers, Panthers. because that was the expansion year, yep. and he was taken in the expansion draft. Right. And then number 10, Peter Sidorkowitz. Sidorkowitz. That's how I'm going to go with for, that one. For Ottawa. But, yeah, we're not talking a – you know, I pulled up – we're not talking a who's who. I pulled up just to kind of reference – Obviously, I knew roughly who the goalies were in that era. Right. But here's some of the guys that were lead in the among lead leaders that aren't even listed. And I go, I went 40 deep on the league leaders. All right. No, Dominic Hasek. No. Dude had the third best goals against that year, a one nine five. Right. And that wasn't his breakout year. He was already good. Martin Brodeur. Right. Marty B. Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh's not on there. Mike Richter. I mean, he was the starter mm-hmm. over Van Beesbrook, which is why Van Beesbrook was eligible to be in the expansion draft. Exactly. Um, I just want to say Darcy Walkaluck. <laughs> Eddie Belfour. You Eddie know, you B. and I yep. talked about it. Is I'm a Blackhawks fan mm-hmm. and now a Stars fan because I live here and my wife is. He had the same eagle design because he was Eddie the Eagle. Had the same eagle design on both helmets. Right. Here he would have been with the Blackhawks. Um Darren Poopa, I believe, he had a very nice-looking mask, so I'm kind of disappointed. His had lightning bolts and stuff right? because he was with the lightning, so I'm disappointed there. Uh, we're getting down there a little ways, but, you know, Artur Zerbe, a little yeah. later, you know, early on. At this point, I don't think he was quite the stud yet. Same thing you could be said for Chris Osgood. Mm-hmm. Felix Potvin is another one. Definitely should have been on. I mean, yes. Yeah. You know, so we're not Curtis Joseph. We're, I want to go all the way down to the bottom list. Bottom of the list and say Ron Tugnet. While he might not have been like a super great goalie, I mean, he, he was great for his own right. And then, very, he was the guy that got his uh, throat slit. So, yeah. Was he? Yeah, that was Tugger. Wasn't he? Uh, Let's look it up. We may have to. Let me look it up. Look that up. So, while Eric looks <laughs> that up, so did a, little, uh, did a little thing for him there. And these, you know, we were talking about the the jambalaya cards and how they are a hundred dollar card. I believe the lowest price one was two fifty. Okay. If that sounds correct. Um, these are cards. You can put this set together. Very cheap. Very, it's just very a cheap. nice looking set. Um, you know, I actually, as I was doing all this research today, I told you off the air that I actually bought six of these. Now, one of those was a double. Oops. That'll happen. But, I got some of these for less than two bucks. And, you know, I looked at a couple of standard sites that most people would recognize. And I think the highest price I saw was eight twenty five. Sorry, it wasn't not Tugma. It was it was Clint Marlochuk. Clint Marlochuk. He got his throat slit on the ice. Well, I didn't know if there could have been another one. So I was like, I don't know. You're right. I was wrong. My bad. Yeah, but on these, I mean, the highest price one I saw on the two websites I looked at, again, ones that collectors know well, mm-hmm. was eight twenty five for the Grant Fuhrer and the Ron Hextall, only because I believe on both of those there was only one available, and then could not find the, well, actually I did find the John Van Beesbrook on another one, and it was $4. So these are ones that, this is a set that is very affordable. And right. Again, they're just beautiful because they're that Dufex technology, and I took some images just for you and I to look at. Sure. And, of course, you know that we'll these images do no justice right. to what these things look like in person. This was a very popular set at the time. It still holds collectability because guys are still chasing after it. Um, went to the Beckett Marketplace. There's 40 of them available on, on the Beckett Marketplace, and they range in price. Uh, actually, I, I told you – uh, between five and ten bucks, all the way from three to ten bucks. I mean, yeah. you can pick them up, and you could pretty much build a whole set here if you wanted to. But this is something that I, I noticed earlier when you posted this on Twitter. There was some reaction to it. One of the guys said, "You know, I'm still looking for some of this." Yeah, so, it's like not actively looking, right. but passively looking, yeah. and a lot of people want to do it. You know, and um, going back to the early '90s, and I think it, part of that may be you know pre-internet and all. Yeah, you, you remember when you had the old. Uh, Regional premium. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also had goalie premiums because goalies were extremely popular, and that's kind of what made some of these things so popular. Um, They, (laughs) I believe, they had done them in some base and as base cards. Yeah. But then you know they they took that next step and did these because goalies tend to have a little bit of a premium there. Let's be honest. In a way, they're the quarterback of hockey. Sure. Maybe not the top. Maybe not the top price guy. 
but pretty much everybody is elevated. Every goalie is going to be elevated. An average goalie is going to be elevated over an average center. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Because there's also only one of them on the ice at the time. Exactly. But there's two defensemen, two wingers, you know, or three forwards, however you want to look at it. But you were talking about building a set. You know, I also did a quick look at some eBay comps. Um, I see, uh, I see one that was, and I failed on this one. Same made same errors last time. It was seventy four fifty eight, but best offer was accepted. So that's a little that's a little pricey. But we also got one that was fifty four ninety nine buy mm-hmm. now, which doesn't look like it was a best offer. So right. somebody was willing to pay fifty five dollars for the set just right. to not have to do the work. Not, but I mean, let's be honest. That's five fifty a card, and you don't have to pay shipping multiple times. Exactly. So that's not the worst. So that tells. But then me, there was another one that was twenty. That tells me though, if that at that price, the fifty four, that tells me that my my four my four to ten dollar range is right on yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's, it's in right there. there. Yeah. I mean, there's people buying them, and then if I look at other eBay completed, I see a uh, who was it? Stefan Fasse went yeah. for nine bucks. Right. I see uh, Ron Hextall went for four fifty. Right. A Beezer went for three seventy two. That looks like that might be Canadian because yep. it's got the italics. So I don't rec- remember. It is. It says from Canada. Yep, right there. So, oh, it's yeah, it does. So yeah, I mean, it's you know, it looks like seven seven of them. So, you know, even eBay and there was only actually ten completed listings on these. So right. I don't know if just not as many are available. People just aren't looking there. They're looking other places, but. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, like I said, set, and you what? know, take a take a look at these again. If you like the Dufex, the old uh, museum collections and stuff, you're gonna love these. And there's some nice looking, there's some nice looking masks there. There's some that got left out, you know. And I mentioned to you off air that I or I teased it earlier. Actually, I said, uh, you know, I actually tweeted at, and I don't remember if it was Panini or if it was uh, it probably was Upper Deck. Let's be honest, because yeah. they have the exclusive. Right. I said, why don't we see these anymore? And the reply that I surprisingly I got a response. Surprisingly, that's shocking in its own. <laughs> but I got what I felt was a very candid response, a very sure. honest response. And that they said they really can't do these anymore. It's cost prohibitive because the artists want all this money apparently they have to get paid some exorbitant amount of money so that so the fact that they already got paid to paint it apparently wasn't enough right you're talking a guy that's not an artsy guy so take it for what it's worth but apparently that's the reason you don't really see these um i guess that you know taking normal pictures of them Mm -hmm. during game playing they kind of can get around that sure um but yeah, so that's why I heard that you know because I feel like these would be super popular still. I think so. Is a is a some kind of chase with some kind of upper deck technology that they use? Mm-hmm. Put these on a UD black or something. Sure. And how are they going to pop? Exactly. Uh, these were made very recently in the last few years. ITG had them. In they products. Did. Uh, Mask Men. I think Masked what they're yeah. called. Uh, so Leaf Leaf actually has a set called Masked Masked Men that you can uh, check out. But um, these originally, and I looked up that completed sale, the seventy four fifty eight for you. Mm-hmm. It actually sold for forty four seventy five. So, so yeah, so four yeah. bucks, you know, four exactly. bucks a pop. And exactly. like I said, that's it's pretty affordable for you know insert cards. Yeah. And- so it tells me I could probably drop the price to like three eight, but um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suffer at four ten. Maybe you know maybe the commons go to three eight and you leave yeah. those four basically four guys at a sure. four ten or right. whatever. Exactly. So. Um, one thing that we did last time when we did this segment was we talk about graded, and we we didn't we're not going to talk about grading here because basically we we really couldn't find any graded information on these. But as you mentioned off air, these would be really tough to be graded now because of the chipping and mm-hmm. just the the do was it dufex dufex I believe is what it's called. Uh, I believe I, I that's what I'm going with, and I believe it's what it's called. Well, not only the dufex itself, but also they're black bordered. Right. So you've got like the double whammy of right. you know. But these these are beautiful. They present very well as is, and fans of goalie mask, which I know that there are plenty of them out there. This is a like a a pretty easy set to put together. There's nobody. And, there's nobody that you yeah, can't find. Exactly. I found them. I found them all today. Uh, did you know? Did my research on my lunch break today and found it. Every one at a, at a reasonable price. 
and it yeah it's 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 a, it's a fun little for for people who are completists it's a fun little set that you can do and not have to worry about you could probably do it in a week you know uh, you I mean, like to. i said i bought five of them yeah, you today, today so. i literally could have bought all of them today had i wanted to that's crazy. The only thing that would make it better would be if it was a nine card set, so it would fit in a sheet perfectly. Because <laughs> you got to admit, those real close, real right. nice. They're gonna they're gonna look pretty nice. Yeah, they are. They absolutely are. Uh, I said I was talking about uh, uh, a company that does custom goalie helmets earlier. They're called Armory Steel. They're out of Montreal. I said I said Toronto. They're out of Montreal, and they're also co co headquartered in Los Angeles. Uh, the owner, I've, actually, he's the owner's been on the podcast before. His name is Andy. And he's got an amazing, amazing business here. And most of the guys in the set, he has something for. So that's really cool. Not It has nothing to do with this set, but it, I just wanted to put that out there. And, and did you say you'll you'll end up seeing him? He'll yeah, I'll, up in I'll, Toronto yeah I'll see him next week. Uh, but he's been on the show before. Uh, the first time he was on, we actually talked in depth about uh, – well, the first time he was on, he was, my, he was on with uh, – uh gosh, now he's gonna slip my mind. Daring boy, uh Sterling. Uh but is it Matt Sterling? Matt Sharp from Twitter? Now it's slipping my mind. I'm sorry, Matt. I don't mean to disrespect you like that. Uh they were on together and they were talking because we, we were talking Patrick Waugh. They had a, a very nice they didn't know that I knew who Patrick Waugh was because I'm a boy from Texas. That actually yeah, now that you're <laughs> saying the Patrick Waugh, it definitely rings a bell. I yeah. can't remember the specifics. So I had to I had to educate them to the fact that I lived in Denver for a while and I knew very well who Patrick Waugh was. So uh there's, there's like six or seven hockey fans in Texas. Yeah, there's like me and you, your wife, and then like three other people. <laughs> yeah. And then all the people that showed up the playoff game the other night. Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's wrap this set up. What, do you, what were your what were your final thoughts on it? Player selection, pretty weak. Yeah, but again, for what it is, you know, I can't remember. I don't think Waz uh, Canadians helmet was all that impressive. It just had the CH logo on mm-hmm. it. Uh, so maybe just some of those other ones weren't as impressive. I'm a little surprised that Belfour wasn't yeah, in there. Yeah, the Eagle. Yeah, um, you know. But they're nice looking, so maybe that's maybe it's that's what they were going for, or there was still something going on with the artist, so it was kind of a combination of everything. Who knows? Uh, yeah, the player selection is is a bit weak. Let's just call it call it what it is. But they're beautiful cards, and maybe by the player selection being weak, that's what's making these things affordable. If we had Brodor and Wah and Belfour and who else am I missing? Hashik. Yeah. You know, maybe this is uh this set's, you know, twice as expensive to put together these days. Most likely. Most likely. All right. Uh we've we've mentioned it a couple of times. I'm gonna be up in Toronto next weekend for the sports card expo. I want to go over the signers list with you. You got some time? Can I can I do that? I got time. All right. This is actually one that I'm kind of excited. In November, it's usually hockey heavy, and that's cool. Uh because that's where you're going to find most of the, most of these hockey players. You're going to find them there at the Toronto Expo. It's the biggest ex, it's the biggest card show in in Canada, and some of these guys also end up at the national, so you can catch them. This one's kind of cool though. I like it because it's not it's hockey heavy, but it's not like full blown hockey. Uh, I'll start with Ric Flair. Woo woo, Ric okay, Flair. I didn't I, do that well. I was supposed to have him on the show three years ago at the expo and he got a little too toasted in Rhode Island and couldn't make the trip. So, Hey, hey you've had his son-in-law on your show. Yes, maybe I have. You should uh, try and pull some strings. Yes. He's, maybe. he's a little busy over the next couple months. But. Yes, he is. Uh, maybe, Hey Conrad. Hey, Hey, maybe you can hook me up there. This one, I'm, this one I'm kind of cool about. I, I'm kind of excited about Joe Theismann. And just because like his story is really cool. I mean, after, his career after Lawrence Taylor ended it, what happened, you know? So I think that'd be a fun conversation to have. Phil Esposito is on the list. Um, Vlad Guerrero Sr., everybody's looking for junior. Uh, but that's fun. I'm wearing an Expos hat. I would be. I would love to have an Expos hat signed by Vlad Guerrero. Robbie Alomar, uh, you said that you would love to have an Indians card signed by Robbie. I'd love to get an Indians card signed by him. That would be so cool. Steve Rogers also in an Expo cap. Loving that. Uh, Brett, Bobby, and Dennis Hull. If you're a whole fan, I mean, I guarantee you there's a card with the three of them. I mean, I know there's plenty of uh, Bobby and uh, Bobby and Brett cards, but yeah. And then the rest of it is very, very hockey heavy. 
Paul Henderson is one. Paul Henderson and Dennis Potland. Uh, Potland, uh, I really want to mention. And then um, Dale Harwichuk, Reggie Leakes, Willie O'Ray. And then they have some free signings on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Wilf Payment, Cherry Piper, and Vicky Sorah, Sunhora. They're all free free autographs. Those are Canadian women's hockey teams, uh, Canadian women's hockey players. So those that are free. That would explain the wide eyes I've got right Yeah, now. and me not knowing how to say their names. So there, there's there's more. Go check them out at sportcardexpo.com. Check out their autograph guests. And it's, it's it's a fun little lineup, man. Kurt McLean, Bernie Nichols, who I didn't mention. Frank Mahavlicek. Um It's going to be fun. I, I'm, if you're in the area, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I know I know my guys who come by and say hello. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody up there. All right, let's wrap this up, man. You gave your final shots. I'll give mine. I think it's a cool set. It's not going to break your bank, so you can probably put it together easily. Now, uh, let's do this on air, and then we'll wrap up. We've been, we've been 97, 97, 98. We've been 93, 94. We got to eliminate hockey this time because it, we just did it, and you almost had a soccer product. Are you just? Gonna, <laughs> or maybe you should just let your co-host pick the set for next month because he has one in mind. What do you? What do you got? What do you want to do? What do I have in mind? Yeah. So you know me. Mm-hmm. What happens at the end of every May? Memorial Day. <laughs> zoom zoom. What happens at Memorial Day? Uh, Indy five hundred. Indy five hundred. Yeah. I was thinking about the 2007 Rittenhouse IndyCar autograph set that has, you know, Danica Patrick. Sure. Dario Franchitti. Okay. Scott Dixon. You know, that's just me. All right. So 2007 Rittenhouse IndyCar? That is the last time IndyCar had a set was 2007. All right. So that's what we're going to do. Oh, I win. Yes, go me. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. All right, man. Uh, Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it, man. Everybody else, thanks for hanging out. And until next week, Punch Waterfalls. No, I stole that. I stole Punch Waterfalls from the Sklar Brothers. I can't say that. Oh, I'm Um, just thinking, don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, exactly. That's sad. Punch a waterfall. If if you're mad, punch a waterfall. I got it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.